Welcome to Polar Mania. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to have you back. I'm Tanya. Not Michael. And we are continuing on our series of cultural influences on our children. And we're going to be talking today a little bit about technology and toys that our children are exposed to. And it's really important for us to keep in mind in the intro of this podcast series, we talked about a lot of questions that we need to ask ourselves as parents and how we are going to be separate from the culture because the culture is quickly to grab our children and take them into a direction that is ungodly and wicked. And we as parents who are followers of Jesus Christ are battling this. Now, there's a lot of different things that we can do, but it is important that we are always prayerful and we seek God's word. That is what we do in our family. We stand on the Deuteronomy 6 principle where we're teaching our children uh, in the morning, at night, during the day, when you walk about the way, um, pretty much at all times, teaching who God is, the respect for God, the holiness of our God, but not just teaching our children, living it out, right? So I, as a parent and as a mother, I have to live out my life for Jesus Christ. I love the Lord. I desire everything of the Lord, but I am a huge model for my daughter. And so is my husband. He loves the Lord and he lives it out, but he's also a model for my daughter to be a, a leader in, in the home. And so we have to live out Jesus. It can't just be a, we're going to go to church on Sunday and we're going to read the Bible on Wednesday night because it's Wednesday gathering. No, it's reading the word every day, seeking God's word, seeking prayer, really uh, living that out. And so one of the biggest things that is hard even for us to get away from is technology, right? How are we using technology to glorify God? That is a huge question. And it's one that I battle constantly uh, because we are around a lot of children that are exposed to cell phones at even age of five and six and seven. And the cell phones, it, it bothers me to the core. And I'm being really honest because a five-year-old should not be on screen time that long. I know that they're not my children, but it really removes a lot of creativity from their mind. And iPads and things like that. I mean, what to what extent are we going to go to allow our kids to just do what they want versus us being with them, teaching them, allowing them to be creative. Because for us, we have to use cell phones, but we use it for God's purposes because we have ministries. And we tell our daughter, this is why we're doing it. We are using this phone because of this ministry or that ministry, or because I have to communicate is not to, to play games. It's not to do these things. Those things are mindless things that take me away and suck up my time. And in all honesty, that's what it does. And we do have several podcasts on technology that we would encourage you to look at, but we just want to continue bringing up a couple things for you to think about regarding 
cell phones and iPads and computers, you know, what restrictions do we have on them? What things do we do as families to protect our children? It may seem innocent or it may seem like, oh, they're just playing a little game. But these are things that our eyes as parents, we need to be alert and watching constantly. We cannot be asleep. It just reminds me of Jesus when he was in Gethsemane and he asked the disciples to pray and watch. And what did they do? They fell asleep. And that's exactly what's happening to our parents today is we're falling asleep at the wheel because our children are becoming more and more involved in technology and the purposes are not for the glory of God. Yeah. And I like how you alluded to, there's a lot of studies out there, how technology in this world can do a lot to kind of rob a child's creativity, can shorten their attention span as they have to be constantly entertained because the entertainment quality, it, it fires all the entertainment centers of the brain and it makes the brain less open to being bored and seeking other ways that are more beneficial. I like the book, How to Raise Kids to Do Hard Things by Greg Harris. And that's the first time I kind of really thought deeply about technology. I always thought about technology as just being this great thing, this great tool that we have to make our lives easier. And Greg Harris pointed out, yeah, it's a great tool, but it's a horrible toy. It's, you know, and we oftentimes as parents take the easy way out by giving technology over to our children as a great babysitter because it'll occupy them for a long, good length of time where we can get things done. But there's a reason why it occupies them for a good length of time because it has addictive qualities to it, firing those entertainment sections of the brain while your other parts of the brain are not being used, the creative parts of the brain. And there's a lot about uh, technology that can kind of rob that from our children because if they're bored, then they will seek out other things like reading a book or doing a project or, you know, other things that really exercises the brain uh, without just stimulating it for entertainment purposes. And uh, Greg Harris gave the rule that try to, to keep technology away from your children, young children, for as long as possible. Uh, but when you have to introduce it later on to do like papers and things for school, only use it as a tool. Never use it as a toy because when it, you use it to entertain, then the addictive qualities of the entertainment of technology can take hold and grab and consume a child. And it's really hard to rein that in and put limits on it. And you can get in some constant battles with your child over those limits. But be aware of that. Use technology to our advantage as a tool, but don't ever use it as a toy. Yeah, I, I agree because we are very careful in our home with uh, technology. And just recently, we've been allowing our daughter to write notes on Word document that because she's learning how to um, write more and come up with stories. And so we believe that that's a great tool for her education because she's beginning to read and use it for fun to be able to write books. And so that is uh, one thing that I wanted to point out. Yeah. And I think, and there's a couple of times where we've shown some biblical videos, Bible stories, super libro or super book in English is a, a 
to me, a fantastic Bible story videos that you can find on YouTube. But even with those, we saw that how that was that entertainment value involved in that would grab her and become so consuming. And she became more interested in the secular heroes on that super Libro book than the biblical one. So we saw that it was kind of stealing her excitement of biblical heroes away in in order to be more excited about the, the two children that were being transported back into the the Bible stories. And so we, we saw that we needed to limit even those that I thought very good Christian Bible story videos more because it was kind of robbing some of the things that we were trying to do and, and being more fascinated with Bible heroes. Yeah, I think it's just being wise and having a discerning heart regarding your children and technology. And so that's just one thing that we wanted to bring up. I want to transition over into the type of toys that the culture has out there right now. And there's so many toys and, you know, we try our hardest to look for educational toys, like toys where you can make bracelets or necklaces or painting, anything that causes our child to begin to think and become more creative. We've even um, subscribed to like a creative box that we get monthly from my mother-in-law and my daughter gets so excited because she can invent the projects that are in that box and it makes her think. And so as we have been going through our journey of life with our child, um, the last few years, one of the biggest things that we put restrictions on, and this is for our family, at least when she was one, we started to see things differently. And I know it was the Lord helping us and transforming us, but we knew Disney was not an option in our family. We knew that the transition for the Disney characters, especially the princesses, would consume her uh, more so than uh, an Esther, like a Cinderella would become more prominent in her heart than in her mind as well than a Esther. And a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of criticism around that where you're not letting her imagine and you're not letting her just be a little girl. But no, I believe that God had set that way before and we made that decision that we would not have Disney, any kind of Disney. We would not be part of any of the movies, which we'll talk about later, but the Disney characters, anything related to Disney would not be something that would be in our homes. And I've had to have some strong conversations with friends um, family, we won't accept anything Disney related. And as time has passed, we've seen what Disney has been doing over the years. And we'll talk about that as well in a future podcast. But we've seen um, how much they've drawn into the culture and have become more sexualized and 
focused on the LGBTQA agenda, which is not what I want in our family. And we stand by the word of God. We stand by marriage between one man and one woman. And we don't need toys and we don't need the culture to tell us um, otherwise. And this is something that has been so strong that most of the people that are really close to me know that I am 100% against Disney. And just with all the recent events that have come out with Disney promoting the agenda has just even made me more strong to be more vocal about it. And now that we are able to share that with folks here, it's important for us to really see, you know, are we married to Disney toys and cartoons and things like that? Are we married to it? Is it something that we can break and go against what the culture says? These are questions to ask yourself. I also wanted to bring up another um, toy that is really a big no-no in our family is Barbie's. Barbies are a no for us. And I have had to have conversations about that with friends regarding Barbies, because not that a little girl with long hair doesn't glorify God, but it's the picture of what Barbie represents. It represents to me a picture of perfection in a woman that a woman is to look a certain way, her body. I mean, these are little kids we're talking about and we don't think about this as parents. And I love what Nancy Wilson says. Our culture is far from home centered. Rather, it is bedroom centered. We certainly do not want our daughters to be bedroom centered. One way the world teaches little girls to be bedroom centered is through the propaganda of Barbie dolls. She's an oversized Twinkie with no brains. While baby dolls encourage little girls to pretend to be mothers, Barbie dolls encourage girls to pretend to be Barbie, to imitate her and want to grow up to be just like a Barbie, meaning the body, the the look and everything. Um, it becomes more of vanity and that's not our intent here. And it may seem so innocent. So if people that are listening to me right now are just shaking their head, you need to take a look at that and pray. This is another quote from Nancy Wilson. If a girl plays with a Barbie in a God honoring way, it's going to get boring really fast. Barbies can't cook dinner very well in the evening gown and spiked heels. Even if the play itself is pure, it can lead to covetedness and worldliness. Look closely at Barbie, her clothes, her accessories. Are these good for your daughter's souls? That's the question we need to be asking. What is good for the soul of our children? And I know we're specifically talking about our daughter, but really looking at this from all perspective, what is good for the soul of our child? It may seem innocent. I grew up with Barbie dolls. I had very bad thoughts around these Barbie dolls and Ken and all that stuff. Those things are corrupt and they lead us into a direction over time. And we need to be really considerate about what it is that we want in the hearts of our children. That is making a change. We have to be change makers and really seek the Lord in those things because the world will say it's not a big deal. 
It isn't. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is because we're talking about our souls. You know, and I think that's that's a really good point that is made, and it's it's not just made by Christians either, but also by sociologists and such about, you know, is it really healthy for a really young girl to be playing with a Barbie doll that is anatomically incorrect? There it is. There's nobody that looks like a Barbie does uh, with that kind of figure and with all the issues of self image that's going on in the in this world. If there's any chance that that might contribute to a poor self image later on, I'm not sure that's a very healthy thing to do. And there's a lot of sociologists and psychologists that ask that very same question. And when you watch little girls play with Barbie dolls, they tend to play with them in a way that's older than they are, you know, playing teenager and going on dates with Ken and and taking off clothes and such. I remember my sisters playing that way and watching them play with their Barbie dolls and Ken. And it's like, I'm not sure that's necessarily where I want to lead my child in going. I would definitely be more comfortable with my child playing with a baby doll that's pretending how to feed the baby and change the diapers. And those are the typical ways that you play with a baby doll, very different than how you would play with a Barbie doll, which is playing with them in a lot older way than than they are as a teenager. Yeah. Being nurturing, right? Because that's what God made us as women to be nurturing and to teach our children as a mother, to teach our child and our daughters to be nurturing, to love on little babies, to help, to care, to feed. Those are the things that we need to be teaching our children because one day they're going to be women and they're going to want that nurturing, not women who are exposing themselves and doing things that are ungodly. And that's not to say that, you know, one that gives their life to Christ as they're young and they may go astray, but it's important for us to set those foundations and have those biblical principles, those boundaries in our home to say, you know, this is what we do here. And I believe that our daughter will appreciate it later in life. And our hope is that she would carry that to her children And Michael, when you talked about self-image, that's the same thing with technology. There's all these filters and all kinds of things that kids get involved with, with social media, and it changes their image. And then you begin to want to change your face, your look, your breast, your body, everything. God made us the way he made us. And we need to teach our children that it is important for us to really look to the Lord, not to the culture. And so these are just some talking points regarding technology and some toys that we tend to stay away from. And that's kind of the danger with technology, especially yeah. is just opening that up where it's hard to monitor it. It's hard to even put controls on it that can't completely not be bypassed. And, you know, with all the sexting that goes on with very sensual kind of texting back and forth in language and pictures and stuff that can be seen on the Internet that we don't want our children seeing, plus being open to radical ideology that we don't want them being exposed to and not necessarily being at an age where they can discern what's truth and what's not and what's just radical. And so there's a lot of dangers out there in technology that's really hard to get a hold of. 
but we have to, you know, and, and what does that mean? You know, how do we do that? Certainly the safest way is, is abstinence, I think. And that's where Greg Harris of How to Train Kids to Do Hard Things says to abstain from it as, as long as you can. And he introduced it as young teenagers because they needed it needed the technology to do papers for school, but he wished that even then he would have delayed it past there, that that was just too soon because it just really started to get away from him and it was really hard to rein. But, you know, I go back and forth with that because, you know, Mm -hmm. I see the value of the tool that technology can be in just teaching our child how to navigate through a computer and not be completely lost in it. Like I see my parents, older parents and older folks just really having a hard time just catching on to the simplest things sometimes with technology. And if we can kind of introduce just that um, concept of, of navigating some simple things with the computer and, and learning how to type on it and write books and things I think can be valuable, but at the same time, it's still introducing to technology and it can really be hard to rein in and control because unfortunately you have access to all the world through your computer, good or bad. And it's, um, you know, it's, that's a hard thing to, to prevent. Yeah. I like everything that you said. And I'm always nervous about opening any kind of gateway to technology or toys or anything like that. I'm always explaining to our child that we need to really look to see, does it glorify God? And does it cause us to be obsessed with it in our hearts? And so it's really- You know, and I didn't want to pick on just the girls either. Yeah. You know, and and technology applies to both, but Barbie's is kind of too- just applies with the girls. And that really just kind of jumps out because it's, it's such an older playing toy Mm -hmm. at a very young age. And I was just trying to think if there was anything comparable to that in on the boy side, whether maybe guns and playing war. I know I love to do that, although that kind of prepares our boys how to defend the country and how to, (laughs) you know, to defend their family and things like that. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but some may and might want to draw the line with their boys playing war and shooting up things and blowing up things. I don't well, know. But I think, I, I think too, we speak from it, from the heart because we have a daughter and that's what God has given us. So uh, one thing I would think from a boy's perspective was when I was growing up is like the He-Man and the the Superman because they had muscles and, you know, it made them look like so powerful and that they could do anything. And that could be an image that could hurt a little boy because he thinks he has to be a superhero for every single thing. And he has to have big muscles so that everybody likes him. I mean, you know, we all have to be careful with those types of desires and just really looking at our identity being in Christ. And that's really ultimately our goal here with this podcast is is really teaching our children to look at that, who am I in Christ? And as a parent, what it is I'm teaching my child. And 
am I protecting them? Yeah, and Be- it does, does it distract from what we're trying to right. do in, in really emphasizing the Bible and Bible heroes or anything we're trying to do educational-wise, whether we're homeschooling or sending our kids off to public school or private school or any kind of educational institution? Are we sending off a child that has low attention span and an inability to sit through a half-hour lecture because we've trained their brain to need entertainment, constant entertainment, through technology and a 30 minute lecture is just way more boring than uh, that technology that they've gotten used to. And, you know, that's a big issue in our educational system now where kids just can't pay attention to a teacher and it's really hard to control a class. And, you know, and part of that is because we're training our brains to need constant entertainment. And uh, Greg Harris calls this mental junk food. That, you know, we're we're giving our kids a lot of mental junk food that distracts from the Bible, distracts from the educational process because it makes it's fun for them. It makes our job easier as parents to sit them in front of a screen that can occupy them for sometimes hours on end because it's addicting. But is that good for their little developing brains? We need to think about that mm-hmm. as parents wherever we draw the line we've got to put controls on technology we got to put we got to draw lines in on what toys they're allowed we're going to draw these lines differently but we need mm-hmm. to see it through a biblical lens yep. is this glorifying god mm-hmm. is this helping me in my discipleship process so they'll pay attention while we're reading the bible are they more fascinated with biblical heroes or are they more f- fascinated with worldly heroes. That's an issue. We want them to be more fascinated with biblical heroes. We want them to emulate the Bible and everything about the Bible and not be distracted by things of the world. Great point. And this is just, uh, gets me worked up, (laughs) but I love talking about this stuff. And if you have not checked out our technology podcast, please take some time to go listen to them because we talk a lot about the different things that technology can do um, to our children. So with that said, we will end this podcast and join us for the next podcast as we talk about music videos and movies. What is it that we are allowing in our homes? Thank you again for joining. And we are always prayerful that this information that we convey will go into your hearts and that you seek the Lord and be prayerful about all these things. And we hope that the Lord will show you and that there'll be major changes in your homes because all we want is for you to glorify Jesus Christ. And we stand together as brothers and sisters in Christ to be against the culture and to stand on the word of God. Until next time. God bless. God bless.